Hey there, and welcome to the Do Life Big podcast. This podcast is going to be your jam if you want to live to your full potential and don't believe in half-assing anything in your life. If we want to do life big, that means we've got to get out of our own way because we only have this one shot to make it awesome. I'm your host, Kathy, and I'm a mom of three whose BFF is cold brew, a retired school teacher turned online entrepreneur, and an author. I'm loud, bold, and will always keep it real. I'm determined to live my best freaking life possible, and I'm here to help you do the same. I'll be packing this podcast with tips, motivation, inspiration, and strategies to finally get you where you want to go. And we will have a ton of laughter along the way because let's be honest, we can't ever take ourselves too seriously, right? I'm so excited you are here with me today. Now let's get this party started. Hey, my friend, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Do Life Big. I am super excited to have you here today because today you get to hear from a very special guest that's going to be on the show. Her name is Megan Blacksmith, and she is absolutely incredible and so knowledgeable. She teaches NLP, which stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, and she focuses a lot on the mindset component piece. So her and I have a lot of things in common. We have a lot of similarities, and you're going to learn so much from her. She's also the host of the Becoming Zesty podcast, and I'm just really excited for you to be able to hear from her today. We're going to have a great conversation, so enjoy it, and let's dive in. Well, hello, everybody, and hello, Kathy. Hey, Megan, how's it going? Very, very good. So we're doing something interesting and different today because it's 2024 and we can do whatever the hell we want. Better believe it. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to record a podcast today that we're going to put on both of our podcasts because the topic that we chose is for everyone. And what we decided, we're going to talk about, Kathy and I were just, we just met at an amazing event with our business mentor, James Wedmore. And I've been wanting to share takeaways and Kathy has a million takeaways as well. So we thought, why don't we do this together? We were both there together. We know it serves everyone we talk to. So um, if you're here on the Zesty, Becoming Zesty podcast, welcome back. And if you're on Kathy's podcast, Kathy, why don't you intro yourself for our listeners and I'll do a quick intro for yours. All right. Awesome. Well, my name is Kathy Reuter and I am the host of the Do Life Big podcast. I'm also a mindset coach and I work with online entrepreneurs who are stuck at an income plateau. I teach them how to break that income plateau, build the six figures and beyond by teaching them how to reprogram the way that they think. Because ultimately at the end of the day, it's your thoughts that create the results that you want in your life. And so I'm really passionate about that. I love helping people just unlock their true potential and be that magnet to what it is that they really want to reach in life for their fullest potential in life and just in business in general. So super excited to be here. And so now everyone who listens to the Becoming Zesty podcast knows why we're so aligned because we do a very similar thing. We're training coaches, practitioners, leaders in NLP, quantum time technique and hypnosis. Mm. so that they can change those beliefs. So we're, we both know the power of beliefs. We both know the power of changing identity from that level and then how that trickles out to everywhere. So I love that. I love that. Okay. So I had amazing breakthroughs at this event and it sounds like you did too, Kathy. I did. It was, it was really unbelievable. Such a great event. I, I it's so, just crazy. Yeah. I don't, how often do you go to live events like this? So this is something that I now make a regular part of my life. And that's why we, we also now host twice a year, a two day event, you know, an intro event oh. as well. Oh my gosh. I, I love that. I would love to be able to do that one day to host my own event. Even if it was just for like a day, I would love that. It's definitely on the vision board. Um, I've been going honestly to these personal development business events for about 10 years now. Um, before I got into this business, which I've been running for the past two years as a mindset coach um, and podcast host, I was running a health and fitness business. So I was going to events every single quarter. And so I think it's so important that, especially if you're an entrepreneur, that you attend these events in person at least every quarter, just to keep the momentum going, keep yourself motivated, you know, make new connections with people, 
keep you in the game, keep you dreaming big and just get you in the room around the right people. You know, it's just something about being in the room with the right people. That energy was amazing. Oh my gosh. I just can't. And you know, it's crazy because, you know, I was actually really nervous to go to that event because, you know, when I was running my health and fitness business, I had been doing that for nine years. And every event that I'd gone to, it was like, everybody knew me. I knew everyone like, no, you know, no one was new. And then all of a sudden it was, we're going to be going to Business by Design Live with James Wedmore. And there's going to be a thousand people there and you don't know anyone. <laughs> and I was like, this is really out of my comfort zone, but I know that you need to do this to grow and get to the next level. Um, and just the connections and just even meeting you, like all the people that I met there, it was just so crazy how they were all meant to come into my life, like a thousand people there. And I just happened to meet you, which we do like the same thing. And I met so many other people where we had just so many things in common. It was amazing. I love it. Absolutely. <sighs> so why don't you start, Kathy, if you have, let's just start with any of the big takeaways you had or any breakthroughs, aha moments, just start with one that stands out for you and we'll just go from yeah. there. Yeah, that sounds great. So the one that I want to share was my like personal breakthrough that I had when we were doing that spoon bending like activity and just all the different things that were coming to my mind just for the spoon bending activity, which I couldn't bend the damn spoon. <laughs> I have to be, I have to figure out how to bend the damn spoon one of these days. I will, I'll get there. I felt a little bit better when Jenny was like, don't worry. It took James years to be able to do this. He just was able to do this recently. So I'm like, all right, good. It's not just me. I don't have a problem. <laughs> I'll figure it out. But, you know, I was really looking back at my 2023 when I was at this event. And what I realized was that even though I had gone through all this personal development and had been running businesses for 10 years and the fact that I'm a mindset coach and I literally teach people how to uncover what's holding them back and teach them how to replace it with more empowering beliefs so that they can get the results that they want. What I didn't really realize about myself was that I was still somewhat holding myself back with my own shit that I had inside of me, that I was still even though really great at helping other people do that, couldn't see it in myself. And I had like these blinders on. And because of that, I was afraid to be seen as like a beginner or as like a newbie because I had gone from that big business that I was building that was really successful where everybody knew me for what I was doing. Everything on social media was all revolved around health and wellness and fitness and I did it so well. I knew it so well. I could do it in my sleep. It was producing good income. And then all of a sudden I had to decide that I wanted to start this new business. And I was afraid to then start to show up consistently enough on social media as just like my authentic self, because it was so new to me. I was worried that like, I just wasn't going to be good enough and that people wouldn't think that I was qualified enough. And so because of that, I let my own thoughts kind of get in my head. And I let some things from the past with my past failures kind of start to consume me. Old failures that I had already worked through before started to pop up. And what I realized about the whole thing was that I'm, I was still afraid to be seen as me. And I could trace this all the way back to my childhood where, you know, I was a really quiet person as a child. I mean... <laughs> If you know me now, I am really loud and bold and I laugh loud and you can hear me coming a freaking mile down the road and I kind of just say what's on my mind. I'm very blunt about it. And a big dreamer, you know, if, if I have an idea in my head, I just do it. And I'm not afraid to like be me like when I'm around other people. But as a child, I was not like that at all. I was very quiet, just very vanilla, stay in the background. Don't do anything too crazy to stand out or anything like that. Don't ruffle any feathers. Don't speak up and say something, even though you really do want to say something. Just always constantly seeking approval, wanting to be liked, things like that. And I was realizing that I was holding myself back all in 2023 because of that fear of being seen as a newbie or a beginner or being seen as making mistakes that I all of a sudden just stopped becoming as consistent as I was. So I started becoming really inconsistent. And then when you do that, you know, you don't get the results you want to see, obviously. <laughs> and what I realized was that people need me to show up as me so that they can learn from the things that I'm going through and so that I can learn from the things I'm going through too. Like I have to force myself to show up. Don't be afraid to be seen. And so that was like one of my biggest breakthroughs that I had was 
you're going to be committed. Like for 2024, I was like walked out of this, you know, business by design live. And I was like, your freaking words for 2024. Okay. <laughs> are going to be ownership, <laughs> right. Is going to be playful out and like just responsibility. And you're going to do it even if it feels uncomfortable. And mm -hmm. so I walked away from that conference and I, and I put those plans into motion right away, even though I came home with the freaking flu and was in bed for like 10 days. <laughs> Did you get sick too? Uh, no, I just got sick like last week. So I waited, I waited. <laughs> a month. Oh my God. Anyways. Yeah. So I was like ready and rocking and rolling. And you know, it, it was just, it was just crazy. Like how it, how it all happened. Like just the whole thing, how I was able to uncover, because I was putting up a front, like the whole entire time, like, I don't have those problems anymore. Those things aren't really stopping me anymore. I mean, I'm successful. I'm doing what I want to be doing. I'm living where I want to be living. Like everything about it is is good. But I was like, still a piece of me still was holding me back. I wasn't really living up to my truest potential because of that fear of being seen, making mistakes and being imperfect, which I've suffered this whole entire <laughs> life of being like, everything's got to be perfect. You can't make any mistakes. And I've really worked hard through that. And I've made tons of progress, but you know, it's day by day, day by day. It's like, I'm speaking to myself right now. Oh, really? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I, Kathy, I was on a podcast. I was interviewed on a podcast this morning and I said the words that you just said of, I am really good at helping other people find their beliefs. I do this for a living and feel very, very adequate, very good yeah. at it. Yes. I was hiding so much shit from myself like, until like three weeks ago yeah. until that event it it all kind of came out so it's just really interesting to hear you mirror that it was crazy it was like all those things I thought that I had gotten over like you study this you also have a degree in psychology like you study the mind you help other people do it what do you mean you 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 have your own shit you still need to work out you know and it was almost like Again, it was that whole image of feeling like you had to have it all together and be perfect. Like, oh, because I'm a mindset coach, that means that I have no problems of my own. Everything is all resolved. Ta-da. It's like, screw you. You got issues too still. We all do. We're working on them. <laughs> you don't you don't have to feel inadequate or like there's something wrong with you. This is just part of it. And I think that's part of like the growth like trajectory as if you're someone, which obviously if you're listening to these, you know, this podcast, you know, you want to grow. You want to live up to your best potential. And so it's normal to feel like this discomfort and like this resistance and this almost like inadequacy and like a little bit of self-doubt here because you're transforming yourself into a completely new version of yourself. And it never ends. Like there's no end point. It's like when you're working on your health and fitness, you make it a part of your life. It, you don't ever get like to the destination. You continue to eat the right things, drink a lot of water, move your body. It's the same thing when, you know, you're working with your mind. You've got to work on it every day and make it part of your life. Yeah. I want to go more into that. Although I would love, can you share, or do you know when you went from the shy version to the, you're like, um, in your face now or whatever the wording is, what do you know when that shifted? Yeah, I know. when that shifted literally when I was like 30 years old. So I'm 42 years old right now. And I, I literally just talked about this recently with somebody and I was talking about how you know, like growing up, there were three of us. So I have an older brother who's nine years older. And then I have a younger sister who's two years younger than me. So I'm like the middle child, but not really the middle child. I possess more of like the firstborn characteristics and whatnot. But growing up, I was always the one who I wanted to make, make it easy for my parents because, you know, one of my siblings was not that easy. And so I never wanted to cause any extra problems or extra stress or anything like that on them. And so I adopted this like identity of Kathy is like the good child. Kathy is the one that doesn't do anything wrong. Kathy is the rule follower. Kathy is the one who makes all these decisions based on, you know, what everybody else wants because it's going to make them happy and it's not going to upset them. But, you know, even if it, it would upset me. So I adopted this identity. I was a shy, quiet person, always kind of feeling like, I never really was like good enough. Like I literally remember getting picked on on the bus like all the time on the way home for having a gap between my two front teeth and it, doing like the, the dodgeball games and things like that. You'd line up and they'd have the two captains and the captains were able to like, you pick one, then you pick one. And I was always like one of the last ones to be picked. <laughs> oh my God, all these things. And they stick with you forever. And 
because of this whole identity that I had as a child, and I was always a positive person. I wasn't like a negative person at all by any means, but I also like didn't think I was that smart. I thought I had like a mental block in math. I never did well in it. My teachers literally said I was stupid. I have this sixth grade teacher who actually told me that I was stupid. So then I started to adopt all these different identities that were given to me, all these different labels that were given to me by other people. This whole like, you're not smart enough. You're not really good enough. Just be quiet, follow the rules, do all the right things. Don't stand out, like that kind of thing. But because I lived like that, I attracted all these not so great relationships into my life, right? Like I ended up having all these friendships where they would just take advantage of me and they'd walk all over me because I was the nice person and the one always going the extra step to be the better friend, right? I was always the one going to the people, doing the right thing, cheering them on, making them feel good, but it was never reciprocated. It was a lot of passive aggressive and just kind of cruel treatment. And I remember when I started my first business when I was 30, this is when I started to make the change where I realized that I need to friggin' do something about this because this ain't working. I started this business and you know how it is like when you're trying to grow and you're trying to do something different that your peers are not doing, right? Like, so all these people, for example, were like my high school friends. And then all of a sudden, Kathy's like, I'm going to become an entrepreneur. Even though I went to school to become a teacher, I'm going to become an entrepreneur. And that's what I'm going to do because I want to be able to stay home with my kids and I want to earn money at the same time. And this is the perfect thing. And so I started to grow. And I started to grow really fast and I started to earn income and I started to have success. And the people who I was currently friends with were never supportive over that. And at the time that was so hard for me to wrap my brain around. Like I, I literally, I mean, I lost so much sleep over that back then because I hadn't done the personal growth and development that I needed to do to learn that that really was nothing about me, that that was all about them. And that whenever you're in like a peer group of people and you're trying to grow and they're all staying the same. It makes them feel insecure about themselves. Like they should be doing that even though they don't have the balls to do it. Right. And so it was 30 years old. I started to have this realization that is actually when I started to do personal development. And my husband had always been into personal development and I used to make fun of him and be like, that's so stupid. <laughs> Why would you do personal development? We're already good people. La la la. And then when I started this business, I realized like, if you want to be able to help people reach their true potential, their fullest potential, then you have to work on yourself. And girl, you got some shit you got to work on. Are we allowed to swear on this podcast? I hope. Yeah, we are. We are. Okay, good. And so, you know, I was like, I need to start doing this personal development. And that was when I really started doing this personal development. I started listening to so many different books on Audible. I started listening to all different kinds of podcasts. And I started to realize that screw those people, right? They're a bunch of a-holes. They're not true friends. They're, if they were true friends, they'd want to support me. And besides, I'm growing. I want to be around other people that are also on this growth trajectory. That's why I love going to the in-person events. You get around these people that are just like you. And I was like, this isn't how it's supposed to be. Like this whole verge past version of me, it didn't serve me. And this is where I want to go. And if I want to go that way, I got to keep working on myself. And so literally it was at the age of 30, where I started doing this and slowly but surely adopted this mentality of you're going to either like me or you're not. And trust me, you're going to figure it out really fast within a few minutes of being with me, whether I'm your type of cup of tea or not. And that's okay. No more of this being vanilla. I'm going to be freaking Rocky Road with extra caramel and a shitload of chocolate sprinkles on it. And that's it. And the right people are going to be attracted to me. And so every day since the age of 30, it was when I started doing this personal development and made that shift from no more of this shy person. I'm going for it. And I'm really being me. What is it? You made a decision. Oh yeah, exactly. I just drew the line in the sand and I was like, you either want to change or you don't. You're not happy with the way that it's gone in the past and people walking all over you and saying things to you and you can't understand why then you got to change and you got to get yourself reading the right things, listening to the right things, practicing new daily habits and getting yourself around the right freaking people. Now, it's so crazy when you look at the group of people that I know now, they're pretty much all like entrepreneurs, all so supportive. You know what it's like because you're in the same boat, all saying things like, yeah, go for it, cheering you on every step of the way. That's amazing. Congratulations. And it feels so good to be this version of me now. Mm, that's so cool. Thank yeah. You. Oh, yeah. How about you? Did you have like a similar kind of? It's, everything is so similar. 
<laughs> I don't think I need to tell it because it's the same. So no. Yeah, exactly. What she just said is exactly what Megan's well, going through. You know, so it's interesting that your a lot of your breakthrough was around the spoon bending at the event. So I'll just share a little bit. Going into this, the James Wedmore event, I and I've shared this on our podcast. So on the Becoming Zesty podcast, I haven't uh, my husband and I did a, had a full conversation about a recent honesty journey we've been through, and it's it's rocked our world quite a bit, starting with reading a book, a little book. So I went from kind of just being like three weeks into this process with my husband that really opened up our whole world to the fact that we hadn't been honest. And there's there's like lying outright, which is not something I do anymore. I did as a high school and college, and it was a much more the flavor of withholding. So protecting people, the peacekeeping, the people pleasing, it was, it's like, it, you know, so ingrained in me. And I am yeah. also that person in my family that keeps everybody together. And when yeah. I stopped, it was like- You keep the oh, peace. Yep. Yeah, I see. I really was, I really was the glue. <laughs> So coming into this event, my world had been rocked a little bit and I almost didn't, I almost didn't go, but I love me some James and I love yeah. live events. And I was, you know, I had plans and I was going, we have a coach who works for us. Our head coach lives in San Diego and I was planning to go to her a few days in advance. It was right. My birthday was like that Monday. And now I had some chaos going on in my life and we do breakthrough work. So she was like, okay, she did a whole day of breakthrough work with me and rewired my mind. And we did all this cool stuff. So I was like, I can't, I got to go at a minimum. I'm going to go get that support. And then I had put in my mind because I have been in going to the James events for the last year, the in-person ones. And when I go, I made a deal with myself to raise my hand and speak up because that was a thing from childhood. I do not like to raise my hand. I don't mind being the leader of a group. I'm happy to be on stage when it's my group. And the idea of raising my hand and being vulnerable when you're not in charge, that scared the crap out of me. So I had been actively working on that and like, like forcing, basically forcing myself to do it and just, <laughs> oh, look, you're still alive. You can, oh, look, that was all right. And at this event, I was just in a really, you know, vulnerable place. And I, I made a deal with myself. I'm like, Megan, you do not have to raise your hand at this event. I also made a deal with myself that if they got into super like deep business topics that I didn't care about, like a certain things that I, you know, a webinar or something that I'm not doing right now, I would give myself permission to just go to the room and nap. I had, I was giving myself all this permission and then go into the event, <laughs> so not going to raise my hand, not going to do the things. And then did we do spoon bedding the first morning? We did, right? Yeah. The first morning. Yeah. So in, within the first few hours, there's, you know, almost a thousand people there, James mm -hmm. and Jenny on stage and Jenny says, <laughs> is Megan Blacksmith here? <laughs> oh my said, God. I don't know if you probably don't remember because you can't see everybody, but she was the one who asked me about the spoon bending. She said, I did. Can you please tell everybody about your spoon bending experience? Because we had done spoon bending in a previous event and I had not bent the spoon. So she wanted me to explain that. And actually, just for anyone listening, if you're like, what the heck is spoon bending? Essentially, they've handed out spoons to all of us. And this is not not total matrix style where you do it with your mind, you are actually physically using your hands, you kind of pulsate and move the spoon. But what happens though, in the process, you're getting into a meditative state, you're getting into gratitude, you're getting in, especially in the energy of a room like that, where at some point it can become really easy to bend it. You still physically use your hands, but we had people who had like five spirals and, and you'll see they're, you know, Again, I did not bend. Mine did not move at all the first time we did it. It was straight. And so like, it takes a good amount of force to like force bend it. You could, but when it actually flows, it's different. So I stood, I'm like, okay, here we go. I said, I wasn't going to make all on me. And they said, can you share your experience? Which is like, okay, because what happened for me, and I don't know if this is what happened for you, Kathy, but every time we'd get into a memory so it would be like something you're grateful for, or you were really powerful in, I would have a memory or thought, and then I would judge myself for it. For example, it was the birth of my, um, my second child. And then in my head, I said, why was I thinking of the other one? So I like pulled myself out of the state and emotion 
every single time by judging where my brain went. Yeah. And that's funny that you say that because I'm so similar in the way, in that way where because I have this identity and I am the happy, positive, I can make anybody feel good personality. I also don't like to feel pain, like sadness. I don't like to feel that emotion. I don't like it. And every time I would have to go into some kind of meditative state at one of these events, I would freaking cringe because then when you go into that, you have to feel. And <laughs> half the time, I did this in the past where I'd have to go into these meditative states. I would literally not allow myself to go there. Mm. Like I would force myself to think of something else and not even be present in the moment because I didn't want to feel it. And it wasn't until last year where I did this whole meditative process thing again, where I went into the room and I said, Kathy, like, you're going to do it, the damn thing. And you are going to really do it. And you are going to allow yourself to feel whatever the hell comes to your mind and you're going to feel it and it's okay. And this is good because it's going to help you grow. And like, every time I do it, I end up just crying. <laughs> and like mm -hmm. half the time, I don't even know what the hell I'm crying about, but it's good. It's good. That's, I love that you've already recognized that it's like actual avoidance of the emotion and where it takes us. It's yeah. It's scary. And especially mo many of us have the belief, like once I open that up, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I can put it back in the box. Right. You know, Am I going to ever I stop? <laughs> will I ever stop? So I was doing, I was doing a similar thing it, and I would choose memories and things that are like supposed to make you happy or have gratitude versus the thing that your mind just goes to. So that was the difference going into this spoon bending. So this was, you know, your first time, my second time. Mm -hmm. And this time I was like, it just was in a whatever place in life. I was like, I do not care if I bend the spoon at the, and I did care the first time. The second time I was like, I do not care. Like, I'm just, I'm just here. I'm barely here. And, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here crawling. <laughs> and I was like, whatever pops into my mind. I wasn't thinking ahead of like, what memories will get me there? Like, what do I have the most gratitude for? I was like, whatever that pops into my mind. Cool. And that's, and from the second she started the meditation, every single word I was bawling. Like I was just crying. Every single word hit me from the very beginning. And when we did finally go to an actual specific memory, I went to just this three weeks ago where my husband and I had had a full honesty, just, you know, we basically said, let's tell each other everything we've never told each other for the last 18 years. And oh my gosh, that's scary. And we dumped the bucket and there was a lot to dump. Oh boy. Yeah. So we had had changed, changed for me the, how, what I had believed our past to be and what I had believed our marriage to be. And it had had changed, you know, foundationally everything. So in a way it was not really, not in a way, it wasn't something I'd pull up as a happy memory. Right. No, definitely not. And it had, I had so much power to it. And I actually had so much gratitude for it already, which is interesting because I was still in it because I knew that sucked so badly, like so painful. Mm. I knew I'd never allow myself to do that again. I knew I would no longer be a people pleaser from that point on. I knew all the dance we'd been doing and all the things I had let go and all the stuff I'd pretended was okay. It was so painful to realize that none of that had worked. I'm doing air quotes, right? Like, yeah, didn't stop any pain, any resentment. So this like, let's keep the peace and do all the nice things that it did shit. Yeah. It didn't it didn't just do that. It it was horrible. It was I allowed so many things. I can't even imagine if one of my daughters were to let that happen for that long. And and oh I had plenty of opportunities for my intuition to kick in. My so it was so extreme and so strong that that was, you know, second time and my spoon did actually just, it did totally. And it was totally different than the first time I, cause I, I'm like kind of looking at other people. Did they just bend it? Right. Like, but <laughs> no one was, believes it. <laughs> it was a totally different experience. Oh my gosh. That is incredible. That is really deep. It was like the energy that got freed up from yeah. just three weeks of being super honest 
allowed me to have like the personal power to bend a spoon. Wow. That is so powerful. That is so crazy and awesome though. Yeah. And so I love that they did that at this event. So like at our level two NLP training, we, we break boards, right? Like we do the karate chat, bust the board. And that sounds so fun. It's awesome. And so it's a similar thing though. It's not about breaking the board. It's about what does your mind do? It's about, so for example, I didn't break the board the first time. And so it's like, what is your recovery strategy? Do you like freak out? I didn't break the board and I'm like way stronger than this other person who just broke their board. And what does that mean about me? And right, like you can go, yeah. and you get to see your patterns and they, you know, we, they, they talk you through this of like, what is your strategy if you don't? And they had talked about that ahead of time. And I, I love that that was brought up of like, it's not about doing the thing. It's like, what do you do if you don't do the thing? And I, so That's I got so up true. again and I reset and I took more deep breaths and then I broke the board. It's so yeah. true though. It is. I, I love how you mentioned that. Cause it's so true about like, it's all like different stories that we tell ourselves, you know, with every single event that happens every day, it's like, what are you going to make that mean about you? Like, are you going to make that mean something negative about you? Or are you just going to keep it neutral and keep going, you know, which, which will really quickly bring up our whole set of beliefs. Oh Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I believe I'm a strong person. Then I probably wouldn't make that mean I'm not strong. I'd probably right. make that mean some other thing. But if I like have this whole thing about, oh, I really should have been working out more and I, you know, fitness hasn't been a priority, then I can make that mean that it's about my physical strength or yes. right. There's same thing. Not breaking same a board exact. could mean many different things. Same exact thing. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wonder if I could try to break the board. I mean, if I can't bend the spoon yet, <laughs> I clearly have some more work. Well, to do. I was able to break the board before bending the spoon. So you'll, you'll, I bet you could do it. <laughs> the breaking the board is more about they'll, we teach the strategy. It's kind of like, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? What are you saying to yourself? Like it, you're teaching the strategy and the idea that you can adopt any strategy that someone else is doing and apply it and you'll get the same results. So whereas the spoon bending, I do feel like it's much more of a process of getting out of your way. Right. Like, yeah. And for someone like me, who's like been a major control freak, like, I mean, I have to work on this so hard, (laughs) like with everything, just everything from even just taking care of the kids and do I have every single little thing I need? Like in case I have a headache, did I bring the the children's Tylenol when I went away to Orlando for New Year's Eve? And oh my gosh, do I have the snacks? Do I have this? Is somebody going to get hurt? Don't jump off this. Don't run too fast. It's like, like, it's okay, Kathy, chill out. You're going to give yourself a brain aneurysm. (laughs) Yeah. So you lean more towards like, I got to be prepared. Right. Exactly. I have to be prepared because if I'm not prepared and something happens then it's my fault because I wasn't prepared and, you know, I'm the one responsible. Right. So what does that, what does that mean about me? Right. Exactly. Right. That's what it, and that's what it always goes back to. <laughs> and I, I love that you're bringing up the emotion piece because that is such a big area that we see. And I was that, I mean, I'm just learning my emotions in the last couple of years and my business partner, Dr. Alex is like, She's a couple of years ahead of me on this journey. So it's like, she, you know, she'll say like, I thought there were maybe like five emotions, like happy, sad, angry, like hungry, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so to learn that there's this world, because often when we're controlling things, we're actually afraid of feeling the emotion, the feeling, the emotion of, I didn't bring that thing. And now someone is hurt and I feel responsible. Right. That's the feeling. That's the feeling. Right. Like that. And that's the the same thing of the withholding is like, I never wanted to hurt anyone else. Like I was okay with being hurt, but to be the one responsible for hurt, that felt very scary. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm just like that. Exactly the same way. Yep. That's why when reading the honesty book, that's why it was such a hard process because when you're in the belief system that- you know, withholding to keep people safe or having all the things you need, well, then you're constantly in that role. Yeah. 
and then you're not honest. And then, and then the filters, I think what's been so interesting, Kathy is like, so once my husband and I started this process, we're like, okay, well, we dumped all the big stuff. So Mm -hmm. now we're going to live day to day. We're going to live day to day. Like every single day is just honesty. And it's like, we're re-meeting each other because I'll see something now, or I'll hear something in his tone. I couldn't hear before. Cause I had all these protective mechanisms of like, okay, well you did all this bad stuff. So that means like, I'm safe. Like you can't leave me because your list, you know, you've got the long list. And so now I'm hearing like this nuance. I was like, I hear resentment in your voice. And now we're actually talking about it and he'll be able to say, yeah, it's really hard for me when you travel or do this. And he would have never said that before. Wow. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible though, that you guys had that conversation. Like he how powerful is that? Trip yesterday and said, I don't remember what the initial statement was. Oh, I was starting to get, when he goes away, I start to get in um, like clean or order mode, which is not my normal mode. And he noticed I was kind of like, all right, well, he's leaving. And he's like, what's going on? I'm like, well, when you leave, I know I'm the only adult in charge. So therefore, if there's like a mess or something out of line or somebody not getting picked up, like I am going to have to do it. So I proactively prepare more, clean more, you know, organize. Because nowadays he's doing full grocery shopping, cooking, cleaning, kid pickup. So with him gone, I'm like, I... I'm back on and I, I'm out of practice. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny that you do that. I literally do the same thing. Like if, if I know I'm going to be going though. <laughs> oh, you set them up. Oh my God. If I, this is the, you know, control thing, because again, I just want everything to go as smooth for everybody as possible without me around. <laughs> Cause I'm the one that holds it all together. And so I will would leave literally. You would die if you saw the notes that I leave my husband when I go away on a trip. I'm talking a printout, highlights. This is what all the different kids eat because they're well, they're 11, 10, and four. So I mean, the 11 and 10 year old are pretty fine, but the four year old's kind of iffy. But I'll be leaving all the things that this is what they eat, and <laughs> you know, if they're gonna go, you know, to the beach, make sure you put the sunblock on. Like all these little things in these printout notes, as if. He's not a father and he hasn't been living with them for the last 11 years. And it's just some rando babysitter that has never watched a child in their life. <laughs> like, it's unbelievable. What would happen if you don't? I should seriously just try. I was actually thinking that I was like, when I go away for the next uh, for the next level trip in April, it's just a couple of days. I was like, that would be the perfect opportunity for me to do absolutely nothing. And yes. it will be fine. It's going to be fine. Driven by you, hundred percent, right? So, oh yeah. Or okay, so there's nobody asked saying that would be nice if you leave us stuff and. No, it's just all me. With, this is similar. I have another. I have a client who had this similar thing, and she would make all the meals and she'd package, you know, very detailed. And we worked on this, and she started to just not do it. And it was an interesting thing that happened because <laughs> her husband was like, "We don't eat those meals anyway." <laughs> Oh my God. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Let's just be honest. I mean, when they're staying at home with the dad for a couple of days, they're eating ice cream, like three days, you know, every single meal. It's like, it's a free for all, right? It's just survival. (laughs) It's like, it was so much more work for you. And we are going to do what we're going to do anyway and be totally fine. And it was, I actually had a similar well, I had a similar breakthrough with my family because I left so for the NLP trainer to become a trainer. I, le- I went to an 18 day training in December. So I left, oh my my, gosh. I left my husband, two kids in eight, 18 days, December 1st through 18th. So it's like the whole, you know, Christmas season, all the things. And how and, old are your two kids? Um, so this was a few years ago. Right now they're eight and 13, but okay. Yeah. Not, okay. not under five. Although, you know, still, still it's a lot. Yeah, they're still little. And um, they had the biggest breakthrough together because because I was gone so long, like they're, I am kind of the in-between for them. I'm like, this is what dad meant. This is what your, this is what your teenager meant, right? <laughs> and I wasn't there to do that. And they had it out with the teen and, and her dad a little bit. 
And by the time I got back, they had finally worked out their communication. She, she had to, she had to deal with them. He's the only one there. Right. Whereas when I'm here, I can buffer and it wasn't doing anyone. It was doing a disservice to both of them. Oh, that's so true. Much closer since then, Kathy. Oh, really? Yeah. It was actually harming their relationship because I'm thinking I'm protecting both of them because they don't seem to understand each other. Yeah. I wasn't giving them the chance to work it out. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. See how things always, see how things happen like that. I love, this is what I love about just trainings, going to live events is why like, so for example, we have a seven day certification training that's in Dallas, right? So people having to leave for seven days and figure out whether they have kids or not, but figure out their job, their business, their kids, their family, whatever that in itself is usually one of the biggest breakthroughs because when people are super prepared like you, seven days would be a long time to actually do all this stuff. So luckily, usually it's the time that they drop it. Exactly. Because you just can't do it. It just becomes too much and too overwhelming. It's like enough is enough, you know, just Mm -hmm. go. It's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. And then they, I mean, luckily when they're coming to us, it's like, well, we we have a container to work through that. So just arrive and then we'll get to unpack all your <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah, exactly. Just get Not yourself sure. here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> my God, it's so funny though. Oh my God, I love it. It's so powerful though. It's crazy. Yeah. Such oh, good so stuff. Spoon bending, I feel like. So that was a big, big breakthrough for obviously both of us. And then- the next day I, I had posted on social media, like, oh, I finally bent the spoon this time. So I guess James's team saw that. And then they called on me again the next day to share. And so here I am. I'm like, okay, this is hilarious. I come <laughs> to an event where normally I'm wanting to talk and raising my hand. I decide I wasn't. And I'm just getting good old called on. And I'd been working <laughs> on honesty and I'd been working with the voice coach. And so it was all just kind of meshing together. And when I stood yeah. up to share about the spoon bending, I shared really openly to that room of a thousand, you know, almost a thousand people about this honesty journey and just the state I was in, what my husband and I were going through. And it felt very, it felt like way TMI. It felt like very unsafe to share that level, but it just, it just came out of my mouth. And after I was like, huh, well, <laughs> we'll see what happens, right? Where, you know, vulnerability hangover kicking in. I know, seriously. And it was such a great way to rewire my mind because I did still have this belief of like, it's great to be vulnerable that I had that belief, but to be vulnerable in a business space, when you are a business that helps people with their beliefs, just like you were saying, right? that to me was very scary. Yeah, it's very intimidating. Like who would ever come to my training, you know? Right. That's exactly what I was thinking too the whole time. Like if people know that I have my own stuff that I'm still working on and I don't have it like 100% all figured out, who the heck is ever going to want to go through my program? Right. Who's ever going to want to work one-on-one with me to learn how to, you know, rewire their mind? Right. Luckily, we can be amazing guides, even if we're working. And actually, I'm sure you've experienced even better because once you go through your own stuff like that, you oh, yeah. physically felt it and you know oh, yeah. how it is and you know the stories and you see, you know what goes on. So you can really, really be compassionate for that person when they're in exactly. it. Exactly. Not like mm, everything's always worked out for me. I don't know what your problem is. You're, you're really, you really get them. That's what it is. And I think that was like, a, that was like another kind of realization that I had was that, you know, the things that you learn about yourself that, you know, I learned about myself or that you learned about yourself are so important to go through those and figure them out because then it just allows you to be able to help more people, you know, Mm -hmm. get through their things. You know, if someone's going to come to you and they're going to need help in something and you've already been there, done that versus if you're just trying to avoid it. I mean, that doesn't do anybody any favors. Not at all. And the opposite. So the opposite happened after that is because I'd actually spoken up. So then, you know, 30 people probably came up to me after that. Oh my gosh, I so resonate with your honesty journey. Oh my goodness, I'm in this disaster of my own. Oh my goodness, like it just one story after another. And I think I think I have like 10 podcast interviews lined up from that. It was just such clear evidence to my brain that you can share 
real things. You can have plenty going on and not really know exactly what the end will be or how it will work out. And you can still help people. And they it's so still- true. Yeah, that, that's the whole thing too. And, and it's kind of like, you know, you've heard that whole thing, you know, your mess is your message, right? I'd be like, no one wants to hear my mess <laughs> for the longest time. But honestly, it's like, no one wants to hear this shit show. But it's it's every single time where you get vulnerable and you share the mess that you're in, it helps so many more people and it's so much more relatable. You know, nobody, nobody wants the person that has it all together. It's like, it, it does, that's not even real. It doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, in order to be able to have that kind of impact in other people's lives, you have to be vulnerable like that and you have to share it and you have to talk about it and it's okay. It doesn't mean that you're flawed, you're messed up, or you're not meant to do what you're doing. It's all part of the journey. But Kathy, don't you feel like the message I've always gotten, it was like, share your mess, but once you're totally fully through it, that's what I Oh yeah, exactly. Like don't share it. Well, yeah, exactly. Like no one wants to hear about it when you're going through it, right? But it's like, that's not true. Like people are going through what like you're going through right now. And so share it while you're in the middle of it, trying to figure it out. So that way you can have more of an impact. It's kind of like you're working on your health and fitness and you have like 50 pounds you got to lose. It's like, here I am 50 pounds heavier. Then all of a sudden, boom, look at me now. It's like, well, how the hell did you do that? Like, can you share how people want to be on the journey with you Mm -hmm. from start to end? Right. And I, I learned that because I shared real time and when we moved into our home and we had mold in our home and I, it was Mm. like a year long process for the house and my body. So it was shared real time because it's like, here's what's going on. And you know, tons of people said they got a benefit from that, right. As, as they're going through. And so I was able to recognize, I was like, okay, I shared that because to me, that was like this external thing though. It was like, well, my house had that and yes, it did affect my body, but like it was a thing, right. Whereas when I, I do feel in general, when it feels a little bit more like a personal struggle or mental health or sadness, depression, anxious thoughts, those feel like, let's just say more personal, but they're, they're in you. Exactly. It's like, it's like a part of you. It's like, it is you. And it can easily be thought of, I don't believe this, but like, I am doing something wrong versus like, oh, the, the environment gave my house mold. It's a much easier, like, oh, we can talk about that problem because it's like, I didn't do it versus yeah. these other things are easy, much easier to be like, maybe I caused that. Maybe I'm still causing that when it's, I know it's so, so true. That part is harder. I think much harder to share about. And that's why I was like, all right. Yeah, I, I know that was amazing that you stood up and did that. I was like, wow, this is incredible, but it's such a safe space. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I mean about the importance of, going and getting yourself in the room with the right people at these live events because it helps everybody and you know it's like your safe place like no one's judging you mm-hmm. even though you feel like a little like oh my god this is totally out of my comfort zone being honest here with this mm-hmm. everybody supports you and they encourage you to to share what's what's going on to get it off your chest and to just be you and show up as you are mm-hmm. and i love that I'm curious, Kathy, I know you, I want to make sure I'm aware of your time. And I am curious if you have a process or a thought process around mean comments on the internet or trolls or interactions like that. If that is something that you've dealt with, if that's something that bothers you, because I know you've said you've kind of stepped into this like 30 year old version of you. It's like, here I am. And does that still get to you? This is something I'm currently dealing with. So I'm just very curious if you have any thoughts on this. Yeah. So now I'll be honest, back in the day, this would have really bothered me. This really would have bothered me. And when I was doing that first business, I did have things like that just kind of derail me from showing up consistently, showing up as myself because I had this fear of people saying these things. And now I'm so much more about protecting my energy and protecting my inner peace and being really careful not to give my energy away 
or my power away to other people. And so now if things like that happen, it doesn't get to me at all. Like if I read the thing, I literally am like, you know, I, in my mind, I'm like, I, you know, I feel sorry for this person is clearly going through something in their life right now. And, you know, I'm just pray for them that they figure it out and they work through what they need to work through so that they live a happy, fulfilling life. I know it has nothing to do with me. And I, I don't even like to talk about it. Like even, for example, if like, you know, gossip and things like that and people people saying bad things about me. I don't even, I don't like to spend any time doing that because my energy, I don't want to give my energy away. Like your energy is just so important. And as soon as you let any external things, comments from people, posts on your reels, whatever it is, as soon as you let any of that get to you and affect your mood or your energy, you've already given your power away for, to that person. And so that's kind of the process that I go through is this person is going through something. You never really know what this person's going through. Clearly, they have a lot of internal work that they need to work on themselves. And I just pray that they can figure that out one day so that they can find, you know, happiness inside. Because if you were truly happy with yourself, this is what it all comes down to. If you're truly happy, like with yourself, you wouldn't attack other people like that. Mm -hmm. You just wouldn't, you wouldn't. I mean, think about all the people that you know who are genuinely, truly good humans, like good people and are genuinely happy. They don't go around attacking and criticizing other people. And so that's why I kind of always step aside and say, well, we're just going to, we're just going to pray for them. I hope it figures it out. I'm going to keep working on me, keep working on my mindset. But back in the day, I wouldn't have done that. I would have let that stop me and I would have taken it to heart and made it mean that, see, I shouldn't have done this. This was a dumb idea. I should have just maybe just gone back to teaching. You know, maybe this entrepreneurial journey isn't for me. So I think that that, that's been really helpful to me. I love that. Yeah. Somebody said something in that James Wedmore room. I think they said, well, no one here in this room is commenting meanly on anyone else's stuff because when you're creating and you're building something or you've ever created an online business profile, you know what it takes to write these things and share these things and do these things. Like, mm. even if you don't agree, you, you know what went into that and you know what people's, yeah, just the, the intention and you know it doesn't, you don't have to agree. And, you know, when you're, yeah, you're creating this world and you're being a thought leader, then you're not usually consuming the content to begin with. So right. you know, it's, it's for me to just, it's hard for me to even understand like the place I think someone would have to be in to be going around and commenting mean things. I just, I know people like this. And I mean, I've had to cut ties with these kinds of people, just kind of always on a mission to bring you down when you're trying to improve your life. And they're very sad people. They're you know, kind of like depressed, not happy with themselves. And, you know, when you're someone like you and I who have been practicing and teaching, you know, mindset, growth, things like that, it's so much easier to pick those kinds of people out because, Someone who's working on personal growth in their mindset would never say things like that to people, right? Mm -hmm. And they have to they have to work on themselves. They have they have to want to work on themselves. They have to want to they have to if they were happy with themselves and they loved themselves, then they would be genuinely happy for for you. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't make those kind of comments, you know. I've been trying to figure out because there's a because I have been very honest on social media. Our stuff has grown a lot very quickly. And um, Good. we used to get a lot of these kind of comments back in the day, but it's been a while. So I was like, oh, oh, okay. All right. That one's attacking my parenting. Oh, that one's attacking my, the fact that I don't know about what science is. You know, it was like yeah. just all these different areas of, of life. Um, <laughs> oh, that one's about my relationship. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard you. I told you. I heard you loud and clear. Yeah. And yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so all the, all the different areas are being mirrored back to me. And it was interesting because I was consciously, I'm like, I get it. I know this isn't really about me. Uh, you know, I know the whole, like, okay, this is, this actually means our business is doing well. And yep. right, this whole thing consciously. And I was still having a little physical, like physical fight or flight response. I mean, a physical body response. And I was trying to figure out because each of the ones I'm like, well, 
I don't question that I'm a good parent. I mean, I will always question if I'm a good enough parent and I'm, I feel like I'm doing as much as I can, right? Like it's yeah. not super insecurity. I, I do think I'm just going to always be, wish I could be better. Cause I, yes. Yeah. And that already yeah. puts you ahead of like the majority of the people, <laughs> the fact that you actually give a shit. <laughs> right. Like I, I, I know there's so much more I can do. And it's just like, I feel pretty good about where I am. But so I'm like, I don't, I don't know, like a parenting job that doesn't seem like it would, it would bother me. And the thread I figured out was that each of the comments that bothered me, it wasn't that it wasn't what they said. And it wasn't that they disagreed. It was, it felt very, it felt angry, like the wording. So I was like, this could have been said nicely and still disagreed. Right. Right. Exactly. Agree with me at all. I, I, I really would love to have more conversations because I, I keep, I keep changing my opinions and I keep getting proven wrong and figuring out things are totally different than I thought all the time. So I'm open to that. Totally. Yeah. It was more the like, and I'm here to be mean and make you feel bad. And it brought up, I was like, oh, anger is something that I don't like. Like you were saying the emotions. I don't like it. I don't like to feel it myself. I don't like other people's anger. I'm actively working on this and it's still a very uncomfortable thing for me. I'm like, can't we all be happy? Yeah, um, that's how I am. <laughs> can't we just all get along and have fun and laugh? <laughs> so like really feeling anger in the, like the last year or two has been such an interesting process. I asked my brother recently, just like, hey, you were brought up in the same family. Like he had something going on that seemed like he should be really angry about. He didn't really seem angry. Yeah. And I said, do you feel like anger is like a safe emotion to feel. And he said, well, you remember what our grandma's favorite quote was, don't you? I was like, no, do tell. He said, only dogs get mad. I'm like, oh, (laughs) I don't remember that he was 10 years older than me. So, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like that belief got instilled really young. And then I'm sure passed on to my parents and then to us of essentially like, well, okay. I'm like, well, I don't want to be like the dog and yeah. Yeah. yeah we don't want to be like a pit bull. <laughs> yeah, she just told me like, <laughs> so yeah. um, therefore let's not do that anger thing. And then here we are having a problem with a comment on the internet. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> I know it's, a, it, it all comes from, you know, growing up and the things you hear and you know, I mean, at least we're able to recognize it. I mean, so many people are just like sleepwalking through life, not even realizing that they're being held back by these beliefs that have just been instilled in them since they were a child. And they don't, they think like, I am how I am. Like, this is just how I am. And it's like, no, that's not true. You can change the way that you think and you can change your beliefs, which is going to change your entire world around you. Like a puzzle to find these little nuggets. And Oh, I love it though. I, I love it though. Like, like if I am not, growing at all. And I'm not talking about income growth. I'm talking personal growth. If I'm not like growing at all and I don't ever, and I don't feel uncomfortable and I'm going through a phase where I don't feel any of that. I, then I start to freak out. Cause I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> now I'm getting complacent. I'm not growing. And then I start to like, you're not pushing yourself out of your comfort zone or what else can we work on here to, to figure out, you know, and it's just, you know, it's just, I always just think I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, we're just this little speck floating on a ball. <laughs> like let's <laughs> like, Keep it in perspective here, right? Let's try to help as many people as we can reach their fullest potential to live a happy life. You know, how much joy can you bring to people? Like, who can you help today? And God, if we all could be like that, the world would be a better place. <laughs> yeah, this it. has been such a fun conversation. This has been awesome. We should do a part two another day. <laughs> I'm in. I'm I in. love it. So much good, so many good topics to talk about. So will you share again, just like your website, your Instagram, where can people find you? Yeah. So you can go to kathyreuter.com. So K-A-T-H-I dot R-E-U-T-E-R.com. I also have the podcast, Do Life Big. And then I have a really cool free PDF that I highly recommend. It's just a, a free little workbook that you can download right now. It has 19 of the most common limiting beliefs on there and what to think instead. It will give you the new, you know, empowering belief that you can replace that old limiting belief with instead. Um, and that's at kathyreuter.com slash think this, not that. I can send that over so that we can put it in the show notes too. 
And, yeah. and how about you, Megan? Where can we, where can my followers find you? I love that. Okay. So we're at becoming zesty on Instagram and then our podcast is becoming zesty. And then our website is um, becoming zesty.com for all the things becoming zesty. So we have a free habit meditation. It sounds oh, like good. that might be something that would go really, really well with that. Your list of beliefs. So y'all can download both and then you can take the list of beliefs and then you can take that into, it's just a meditation that walks you through like what would be blocking you from getting to, from that old belief to the new belief or from an old habit to a new habit. Oh, I love that. That'd be perfect. Yes. So I think it's becomingzesty.com forward slash habit dash meditation, 99% sure. We'll just make sure to put the link in the yeah. show notes. It's on our Instagram too. And that's perfect. That's awesome. I love it. Well, this has been so much fun. Yes. Thank you so much. Everyone yeah. Thanks for listening. Time. And we'll have to do this again. Thanks so much for listening in. I really appreciate you choosing to spend your time here with me today. You totally rock. Hey, listen, if you love today's episode, go ahead and tag me on social and go share this with a friend right now. Like do it immediately before the day gets ahead of you and you totally forget. Couldn't be more pumped to be on this journey with you guys. Go make today awesome and I will see you the next time.